17.8% of the USA population is estimated to be Hispanic or Latino. Of those, over 15% had a diagnosable mental illness in the past year. That is over 8.9 million people. Quickfacts.com. Welcome to USA Under Serious Analysis Podcast. Today's episode topic, like all others, is immigration. However, in this episode, we'll be focusing on the children of immigrants and their families. Presenting today will be Perry, Jaden, Mark, and Studi. All having immigrant parental figures. Something that is a major issue of conflict today is understanding the reasons and perspectives of immigrants. A growing divide is being made between natural-born citizens and people who immigrated here. The question we would like to present today is, how is the experience of children of immigrants different from Americans? Well, we would say that the several ways in how the experience differ, mainly being mental health, cultural disconnect, and differences in home life via outside life. Thank you for joining us today, and let's start it off with Studi. Now moving on to a dissection of an immigrant child's life. According to an article by Mental Health America, many of the children of immigrants who grow up conscious of the enormous sacrifices that their parents made and spend the rest of their lives proving to their parents that the sacrifices were not in vain. And this already puts them in a pedestal to prove themselves and in turn pressurizes them to unrealistic amounts. Also, after the recent removals of Salvadorians, Many of their children are being separated. One such person is Emily. According to Jennifer Miller of Washington Post, Emily must prepare for a life without her parents because of the removal. This is a huge responsibility that Emily is going through. She has to manage herself and her seven-year-old brother at the young age of 14. This responsibility bestowed upon her is great. As of the legal citizens that are trying to fit into the American lifestyles, many of them are attempting to learn English. Nearly two in three immigrants, 65%, say the U.S. should expect all the immigrants who do not speak English to learn it, stated by Migration Policy Institute. Apart from that, immigrants show deep commitment to the work ethic, once again reflecting a historically prized American value. The need to prove themselves is a common quality between immigrants. They have a need to prove themselves and to prove prove an American that they are here to stay. These are one of many ways their lives are different than the typical American's life. One of the major differences between American-born citizens and immigrants is the effects on their mental health. This is a relevant topic which was covered in an article by the American Academy of Pediatrics. On the topic of mental health of second-gen immigrants, they stated, Second-generation children, American-born of immigrants' parents, especially those in families with mixed legal status, often have more emotional and behavior problems associated with persistent poverty, perceived lack of opportunity, intergenerational conflicts, and explicit societal prejudice. These immigrants have been shown to use mental health services at a higher rate than those who immigrate as children. As generations accumulate, Mental health can become more challenging. In their parents' home country, many people can have qualifications and well-paying jobs, but those skills and degrees don't always transfer over the American requirements. Many first-generation immigrants do their best to be content with minimum to medium wage job. The expectations for the next generation are higher because many are citizens and are expected to succeed. They are 
vantaged by a lack of understanding of the process of how the U.S. system works. To finish this section off, an expert will share their opinion during an interview, explaining the effects of mental health on immigrants. Mary Hinojosa, who is the executive producer of long-running NPR show Latina USA, was the person responsible to read more. Go to npr.org, Mary Hinojosa. Mary states, analyzing survey survey and interview responses from over 3,200 respondents, the author found that Asian refugees and Latino immigrants both experienced pre- and post-migrational trauma associated with mental health disorders and distress, including depressive disorders, further discrimination, increased the risk for mental disorders and distress among both groups. She added that current immigration policies contribute to a broader climate that facilitates more experiences of discrimination, which in turn could exuberate mental health concerns. However, there is some hope. Results suggest that non-citizen adolescents experience better mental health outcomes than the U.S.-born citizens. However, the mental health status of foreign-born citizens is indistinguishable from the U.S.-born, after accounting for basic socio-demographic characteristics. The prevalence of emotional difficulty experienced by immigrant adolescents increased with a family duration in the U.S.A. Overall, why are these effects of mental health so prominent among immigrants? Besides his trauma trauma or discrimination, does treatment by the government affect them or who is who is in power or maybe a feeling of cultural disconnect and isolation? Those are some questions we must dwell on. The number of immigrants and refugees settling in the United States has increased dramatically in recent decades, as has their dispersion to numerous states that have not traditionally been a destination for immigrants. According to MPI, Migrant Policy Institute, the percentage of children of immigrants born in the U.S. was 74% in 2017. Children that immigrated went from about 13% in 1990 to 26% in 2017. Children and immigrant families may face identity crises, such as seeming too white for their families and seeming too foreign to many Americans, even if they were born in this country. People can become disconnected with their family and friends as well as people around them, leading to a lack of being able to communicate with people as well as they could be. People want to fit in so badly that they try to change themselves to fit the mold that everyone else is also trying to fit. No one wants to always be lonely, so people push away things that, that are different or they'll bury parts of themselves to appeal to other people, so they won't be lonely or left behind. Not everyone does this, but most people have, have and will continue to throughout their lives. Children will especially do this because finding your place in the world is an important part of growing up. Immigrants and their children usually deal with loneliness more often than white Americans because of the disconnection of culture that they have. The following is an interview conducted by Studi with her sister. Mark will act as the interviewer and Studi as the interviewee. How has the immigration process affected you and your family emotionally, both positively and negatively? It gave me more opportunities to explore places and educational choices. It also made me gain communication skills with people with different backgrounds. Negatively, it made it difficult to fit into the American lifestyle and more disconnected with my roots and culture. Describe how different your life would have been if your parents had stayed back. Would you like it better? Different career and lifestyle would definitely be crucial. 
However, I do not regret my parents ever coming here because I got more opportunities. As your parents... Oh. The following is a reenactment of an interview between Perry and her sister, who moved here in 2011. How long have you lived in America? I have lived in Seattle now for about seven years. How has moving here affected you as a person? I think that act of moving to anywhere new is a very valuable life experience to have because you're going to a completely new place with new people and new culture. It really can contribute to a lot of growth and pushes you to advocate for yourself in moments. Do you think being an immigrant can affect who someone is? Being an immigrant coming to America, I didn't have a huge culture shift, but moving really did affect me as a person in terms of confidence. I was thrown into a situation like moving to middle school and not knowing anyone, and I really had to stand up for myself and take certain risks that I may not have taken if I stayed in the same city my whole life. That does go into my next question, which is, do you think American-born people have similar experiences to your experience? I did grow up in North America, so I don't think culturally there has been a huge difference between what I've experienced and generally what Americans experience. But I think that moving changes a person. If you haven't gone outside of your country of origin, you may have a more limited worldview. Thank you for agreeing to talk with me. In conclusion, the children of immigrants view things differently in many ways, from traumatic life-altering experiences to a differentiating perception of daily life. The children of immigrants live lives that in many ways differ from those of American parents, with everyone having their own unique experience. Immigration and the integration of the U.S. is one of the most prominent topics in American politics and daily life. Immigrants and their U.S.-born children now make up 28% of the U.S. population, or nearly 89.4 million people. Song. With the current immigration population being so high and projected to grow every year, it is important to build understanding and hear the stories and struggles of immigrants and their children. Only after people can understand the lives and motives of others can true acceptance be achieved. As the U.S. grows more diverse by the day, the lives of immigrants and their families will be shaped by their individual experiences. Only after dissecting and understanding their point of view can true integration endure. Sources for contributing to our podcast. Mary Hinojosa's article, Mental Health of Illegal, Illegal Immigration on NPR. I would also like to thank the American Pediatrics Association and their article on mental and emotional health of immigrants. Another person we'd like to thank is Ji Zong, which wrote, Frequently Requested Statistics on Immigrants and Immigration in the United States on MigrationPolicy.org. Another person we'd like to thank is Jennifer Miller and their article called American Girl, A Story of Immigration, Fear, and Fortitude on Washington Post. Another person we'd like to thank is Kenna Chick, who wrote To Be the Child of an Immigrant by the Mental Health America in 2017. Another person, and the final person we'd like to thank, is Richard Weisberg, who wrote Why Immigrant Children Struggle More Than Their Parents Did by the New Republic.